what's up? It's the Appel when she gets thought of kiss, and this is the bar is low. Every episode we take a look at a fan fiction or a collection of fan fictions, and these can be either good, bad, or in between. But today isn't a normal episode. So I'm not gonna be covering any specific fix in depth today, but rather discussing a topic very relevant to fanfiction and fandom as a whole. This is a first of a series of special episodes that I'm gonna do for this show's 50th episode through one year anniversary. Episode 53 will be the last episode of the series. I'm hoping to make it a drunk episode, which is only fitting considering that I launched the show while I was drunk and I'm planning to take things back to the same author we covered in episode one. First off, I'd like to emphasize that a lot of the these are my own ideas, a lot of them aren't, and a lot of them are a synthesis of other material and my own analysis. I will go through the sources I used at the end of the episode, so if you find any particular topic I covered interesting and would like to read more about it, that'll be available to you at the end date. In order, the stuff we're going to talk about today will be fandom and shipping, what shipping is, why we love it, how it can be good, why we ship gay men, which has to do with male overrepresentation, female underrepresentation, and toxic masculinity. Then we're going to talk about gender roles and how that pertains to how queer relationships and straight relationships are different. Then we're going to talk about misportrayals of gay relationships and the crimes of straight female fanfiction authors. And then we'll talk about internalized misogyny as an explanation for the fetishization of queer identities. Then. We're gonna get to fucking Empreg and we're gonna talk about how it can both support and subvert gender roles and heteronormativity. And we're gonna keep going. We're gonna talk about Omegaverse, which is basically fetishistic Empreg on steroids. And we'll discuss how it reflects rape culture. And then we'll get to a case study and explore what it says about how straight people view gender roles and relationships. And then I'll get to my closing thoughts. This episode is also available as a written essay on Archive of Our Own and Wattpad under my account, Wenchgathoticus. So if you want to check it out there, feel free to do that. It might be easier to get around and navigate than a podcast episode. Secondly, full disclosure about myself so you know whether I'm actually qualified to talk about this shit or not. I'm a lesbian, homoflexible, bisexual, who the fuck knows, but not straight woman, more or less that covers it. We're just going to say queer. I was born female. I, I mean, I had like a little identity crisis, but I decided eventually I don't like labels because it's just not worth it to have a constant identity crisis. So I'm not the most qualified to talk about all the queer identities advertised in the title because I am definitely not a gay man. And if you know anything about this topic already, that's going to be the main queer identity we talk about. I'm coming at this more as a queer person than as a woman. I originally took more of a what the fuck straight people approach to it than I did a misogyny is the root cause of everything one. There's going to be more straight bashing on this episode than there's going to be man bashing is what I'm saying, but don't let that turn you off. If you're a straight person and not a straight person, trademark, then you have no reason to feel guilty, right? And if you are that kind of straight person, then you should probably be listening to this episode to enlighten yourself, even if it does offend you. And it may seem like a really niche topic, but it says a lot about our culture. I'm also a college kid. I'm 19 years old. Don't discount me because of that. But if I say something stupid, that's going to be my excuse as to why. I don't claim to be an expert on this. I have a lot to learn and I'm open to discussion about this topic. I'm willing to bet that I miss a lot of the 
things in this episode. My experience in fan fiction and writing, I have actually written way more original content than fanfic. I've been doing my own novels since I was 11, but I only got started writing fic less than two years ago. If you exclude the Warrior Cats fanfic I wrote while I was in fifth grade, that is, fic has really let me play around with my writing style, and I like that about it. This show is usually about roasting bad porn, so if this is the first episode you're listening to because you're an intelligent person who listens to intelligent podcasts and you clicked on this because the title sounded intelligent, well, first of all, I don't know what you expected from someone who goes by the name Wenchikistoticus. Usually what I'm doing is screaming out the millionth avatar incest porno or ruining your favorite Disney movies because someone decided that Flounder from The Little Mermaid has a lactation fetish. Shit like that. That's more what my fanfic experience is about, not sophisticated discourse. And my original stuff and fic alike, I've written lesbian, gay, and straight relationships and porn. And not that I've written a lot of porn, but still have done it all. I don't really have a lot of ships, really. I have maybe two or three, and they're all rare pairs. Uh, I don't have any straight ships. One of my ships is a lesbian pairing. I ship it very wholesomely. My OTP, meanwhile, is two dudes, and I know it's a freaking bad pairing, but can't help but be interested in it. Am I fetishing? Am I fetishizing it? This is going to be a hard episode for me because I can't fucking say fetishization without making it sound like I have a lisp. But am I fetishizing it? I like to think that I'm not. And I'll talk about them a little more in the next section. Speaking of which, shipping is the first thing we need to talk about because shipping is the heart and soul of fan fiction. There are some fics with no romance, no sex in them, sure, but the vast majority of fics will contain a pairing in some form or another. Maybe it'll be there in the background, maybe it's the main focus, but you can bet that it will be present. The term shipping comes from the word relationship. It's basically short for relationshippers. Uh, you'll never hear someone say that full name unless they're explaining the origin of the term like I am here. So let's get fancy and define some terms. A ship is a couple or a pairing. Shipping is the act of wanting two characters to enter a relationship. And a shipper is a person who ships. That last one was super obvious, but yeah, whatever. OTP means one true pairing, and a lot of people have more than one OTP in spite of the name, but essentially it boils down to that being your favorite ship. Sometimes people have an OTP for each fandom they're in. Shippers do not necessarily give a fuck about logic or canon. My OTP never even met in canon, but you can bet that doesn't fucking stop me. And you can ship people from entirely different bodies of work because shipping isn't always based on what's there. It can be based on concept or what could be there. Uh, I ship my OTP because they have a lot of similarities but also some fundamental differences and I don't think the fandom has explored what any sort of relationship between them would look like. I don't ship it because I think they'd make a good couple because they, they wouldn't. It's a bad ship. I'll be the first to admit that. Most popular ships will have a ship name which is usually a combination of two character names, Draco and Harry. That's Drary. Zuko, Katara, Zutara. Het slash and fem slash ships refer to straight, gay, and lesbian pairings respectively. Slashes call that because when you see a pairing on a website like Archive of Our Own, the two character names are separated by a slash to denote that they're depicted together as a couple or they have sex or you know something along those lines. Every type of aforementioned relationship can be depicted with slashes. Sometimes you'll see character X character format, but gay relationships specifically are popular enough to claim the name slash and we will come back to that. Bully me. Shipping wars 
Shipping wars are fucking stupid. They occur when two ships clash with each other. Maybe you think this character should end up with this other character, but someone thinks that that same character should end up with someone else entirely. Like the classic example of this is Harry and Hermione versus Hermione and Ron. If you want to know where I stand on the issue, I'm with the former category, but I don't have very strong feelings about it because shipping wars are fucking stupid. And it doesn't matter anyway because Harry Potter as a series is already complete and Hermione ends up with Ron. I don't think it's worth it getting fights over which fictional characters should fuck each other, but I also think that if a ship has incest or pedophilia in it or is otherwise unhealthy, you gotta be careful and self-aware and know that it's fucked up. That's really my whole policy about that sort of thing. And lastly, I want to talk about real person ships, which is exactly what it sounds like, shipping real people together. People be doing this with YouTubers and boy bands, especially, I feel like. It's one thing to think that, oh, those two would be cute together. And it's another thing entirely to write or draw porn of them. If you're in the latter category, then like, just stop. It's intrusive, it's uncomfortable, and it can actually drive people apart. If you have trouble conceptualizing that, maybe try imagining yourself in that same situation as a celebrity whose rabid fans are making porn of them with their best friend or some shit, and you're like, man, I don't feel that way. That could just ruin your relationships. If you have any respect for these people, then you won't fucking do that. So... Why do we love shipping? Well, the internet's for porn. That's definitely part of it. We want to see or read about hot characters fucking because that's what gets us off. It's also about wish fulfillment, self-insert. Some people just want to fuck certain characters. Maybe they'll pair the character they're attracted to with an OC, an original character, who is really just a usually idealized rendition of themselves, the author. Or they can just project themselves onto an existing character. There are less direct ways that people can project themselves onto characters too. Maybe you're just a lonely ass bitch, but thinking about two characters getting together has you feeling all warm and fuzzy inside, so you're kind of experiencing love through them, and maybe you feel a little less lonely. It kind of gives you those romantic vibes that maybe you crave, and it helps you discover yourself a little bit, too. Maybe you get to think about the type of relationship and the type of person you want to be involved with. Why shipping can be good. And I know I've just talked about why shipping sucks, because of shipping wars and shipping real people and all that bullshit, but it can be good, too. You can explore your own sexuality, and be gay, bi, whatever in a safer environment online and the internet's pretty great like that like a confused young queer person can find a community including people like them and older individuals who already have stuff figured out for themselves can act as mentors or guides. Here people can learn to accept themselves and realize that they're not alone they have support and they are valid to use tumblr language the exact same goes for fetishes which is funny considering the theme of this episode is how gay people are not your fetish but in terms of finding a community online there are plenty of parallels finding out you have a weird fetish isn't always easy to come to terms with and running this show has taught me some shit about myself that i never wanted to know but online it's easy to realize that, hey there are other people just like me i'm not a freak well Maybe you will freak if you get what I mean, but you're not like an abomination in the eyes of God or some shit. I don't fucking know. But fandom is a great way to connect people. It's just, just a big part of the internet. What do we want to do online? Find stuff we like. Feel our obsessions. Meet content creators. Be creative. Just talk to people. The internet is also shit in this way because the same thing applies to Nazis, pedophiles, and other human garbage. Uh, but that's not the point in this episode. A lot of fan fiction is just about fucking with canon. Here we can put in the queer representation 
representation that isn't actually in media or if we think canon relationships or just straight up canon as a whole was stupid we can be like fuck you i'm not happy with how this ended so i'm gonna write my own version spike can really feel creativity sometimes writing fan fiction tends to be seen as lazier not as creative as writing original content with your own universe and your own characters but that ain't always true there's some really creative fan fiction out there just like there's some super generic quote-unquote original content so now that we've established what fandom and shipping is all about let's get into really the meat of today's episode and we're gonna start by talking about gay men because this is really the big one in fan fiction now mainstream media lacks gay representation and if it does have gay representation a lot of the time that representation is shitty maybe it portrays gays as dirty or villainous it stereotypes them it glamorizes unhealthy relationships or it just kills them off most characters in any sort of media are male and that's why most ships are gay it's almost just as simple as that but there is more female characters are rarer and when they're present they're often underdeveloped hit relationships the only relationships we tend to see often feel shoehorned and just forced in despite a lack of chemistry and an actual personality on the woman's part so we ship male characters who already have a strong bond and this does bring to light a larger issue in society that men can't have intimate friendships with other men without it being seen as gay and that's called toxic masculinity it's the notion that it's weak and effeminate for men to show any emotion or open up to others and that's indirectly reflected in fan fiction because it permeates our society like guys have this idea in their head that it's just gotten drilled into them that the only person they can talk about their feelings with is their romantic partner women meanwhile don't have that expectation so we can have really intimate friendships and no one necessarily thinks that it makes us lesbians we just assume that a lot of the time wrongly like guys are the same and we'll be talking about some real angsty shit to our guy friends and then maybe we find out that he thinks just because he listened to us talk about our problems we owe him sex he's used to the notion that sharing feelings is something that only happens between romantic partners so this is fucked up in a few ways first of all guys your girlfriend cannot be your only source of emotional support she can't be your therapist and she can't fix you she can be there for you as best she can but seriously fellas y'all can't rely on just one person to shoulder all your emotional baggage as well as their own second and i find it insane that this hasn't happened to me because it's happened to like every other woman i know she doesn't owe you sex because you listen to her talk about her feelings i think this hasn't happened to me because i just give off such like lesbian vibes or something like that i like to think that men are scared of me but this self-entitled attitude has ruined tons of friendships it's just a difference between how genders interact that both men and women aren't fully aware of and how it applies to their own lives she doesn't want to fuck you she just sees a friend as something more personal than you do. So do your old pal once you thought like, as a favor and teach your sons, your younger brothers, your neighbors, whatever, that it's okay for men to express their feelings, you know, if their feelings in addition to just anger and don't force gendered expectations on them, especially when they're too fucking young to even understand what gender is. So all that shit, how's that apply to fan fiction again? Most characters are male, that's a lot of it, but if two of these characters have a close friendship and express any sort of affection for each other, we're like, oh shit, that's gay, because men aren't allowed to show their feelings. And on some level, women know that male friendships are different because they're usually the ones shipping slash pairings. I'm guilty of this. I think a lot of us are a little guilty of this. Like, I, f- uh, I forgot the name of that episode was, but it was the uh, Last Airbender episode about the Fire Lord Sozin and Avatar Roku's backstories. And when I watched that, I was like, 
like, oh my god, they gay ass. Roku had a wife who was clearly very into when she didn't show up at all, but you don't ship them because the wife didn't get really any screen time or a, she didn't have a personality. She's just a wife. She's not a character in her own right. She's just defined by her relationship to a man. I don't even remember her name, if she even had a name anyway. So why would you ship him and his wife when there's already a, this male character who he has a strong bond with? Clearly their relationship is much more interesting. I mean, the whole episode was about their relationship. So that's why we like to ship gay male pairings more than any others. Most characters are men and a good story develops character relationships. And when men have close relationships, everyone thinks that they're gay. So before we get any deeper into this, we have to discuss what gay relationships are like compared to straight relationships. We've discussed why, but we have to discuss how. How are these relationships portrayed and misportrayed and the why of the how? Why are these relationships portrayed in the ways that they are? I'm going to start this off by saying that gay and lesbian relationships and straight relationships are different from each other. And I know that some rhetoric for getting bigots to accept gay and lesbian relationships as being okay is to say, oh, they're just like us, but that's not true. Some gay and lesbian relationships do have a dynamic similar to that of a straight one. And some straight relationships have dynamics similar to that of gay and lesbian relationships. But we're going to discuss the traditional heterosexual relationship and the dynamic that has prevailed throughout history and continues to prevail in much of the world today. So you already know what I'm talking about. The man is the head of the household goes out to work and earns money. He provides for his family. Meanwhile, the woman is subservient to her husband. She stays at home to take care of the kids, or if she does have a job, she's going to be the one who has to sacrifice parts of her career to do all the work at home. And her identity is more likely to be defined by relationships. For example, a man's going to be like, uh, and his names are totally random, by the way. My name is Sam, and I'm an accountant. And the, like a woman will say, hi, I'm Jenna. I'm Sam's wife, and this is my son Jacob. She isn't important in her own right. Like an example I just gave about Roku's wife, whose name I don't even fucking know. So that's how a lot of things are in media. Think about some popular movies. Good chance that the main character is male. The women in that movie are probably aren't that important to the plot, and most of them will exist just for the men. Whether the character is a man's mother or his love interest, she hasn't got her own identity. Her identity is that she belongs to the man in one way or another. And that's still how a lot of people see women in real life. You have strictly defined gender roles and expectations. The woman has a set of things she's supposed to do. The man has this set of things he's supposed to do that's been changing lately, but it still isn't going to disappear anytime soon. Like, a man still get intimidated when a woman is smarter than him or makes more money than him, even if they're dating that woman. So... That takes us to marriage. Let's talk about marriage a little bit. Attitudes, just they're wildly different between straight people and gay people. Men tend to see marriage as the end of freedom. They're stuck with this one woman for the rest of their life unless they get divorced or have an affair or if the for the killer wife and divorce was a big no-no for a long time that only started changing in the 70s and the other two things still big no-nos jokes are made about the ball and chain that is marriage men complain about their wives and we're supposed to say oh that's so, so funny that he hates the supposed love of his life straight culture is just fighting with and hating your spouse like as a gay person looking in that's sure what it fucking seems like to me so we've discussed gender roles in a relationship and attitudes towards marriage what the hell does this feminist bullshit have to do with anything? 
gay people don't have those gender roles. There isn't a long-standing restrictive set of expectations and dynamics that society says we should follow like there is for straight people. A good, healthy relationship means that both people respect, trust, and listen to each other. By societal definition of male and female gender roles, a straight relationship is unequal and unhealthy. We can agree that a man is equal to a man and a woman is equal to a woman, but we can't agree that a woman is equal to a man. Misogyny is the root cause of the difference between gay and lesbian relationships and straight relationships. Gay relationships can be unequal, they can be unhealthy, but they are not by societal definition expected to be that way. In addition to all that, the LGBT community fought hard for the right to marry and in many parts of the world we're still fighting. Like, marriage is a privilege, it's not a damnation. Like, the expectation is for men to be sluts and I know that's not a word you usually hear for men, but it's true if a guy sleeps around he's a fucking champ. But women do the same thing and they're looked down upon. That's some double standard bullshit right there. So men are supposed to be sluts and women are supposed to want commitment and that's two conflicting characteristics that aren't set against each other in a gay or a lesbian relationship like they are in a straight one. Straight people be like ha 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 I'm getting married soon I'll have that ball and chain around my ankle getting nagged by the wife gays. Ha ha I'm getting married I'm so glad I'll finally be able to express my lifelong affection and commitment to my partner that many gay people in the past could never do. Anyway lessons on marriage from a fucking 19 year old if you dread getting married don't fucking get married. It's that simple. If you can't talk things through with your partner on the matter, or if you're afraid to even bring it up, then you sure as fuck ain't ready to get married. Anyway, you look at it. Somebody once told me the world was going to roll me. No. Somebody once told me that deciding to marry someone should be the easiest decision of your life. And I don't know how true that is, but there's definitely something to be taken from that, whether you agree with it or not. Anyway, enough life lessons. Let's talk about porn. That's what we're all about on the bars, though. Quick review. Most fanfiction slash another term for gay male relationship. Most fanfiction writers, women, especially straight women, they don't understand what we just talked about. Because straight women don't understand the lack of gender-based dynamics in a gay or a lesbian relationship, they often just treat it the same as a straight relationship. One of the characters, let's just use gay men because that's what straight women write more about. One of the men is, you know, manly and the other is like a twink or something. PSA, just because one of them is feminine doesn't mean that he's a woman. Oh, gays have this thing where one tops and one bottoms that's basically equivalent to a dominant man and a submissive women no it isn't like out of tops bottoms and verses anyway m most are our verses which means that you switch they like both top and bottom so just don't pull that bullshit with me I don't feel like I need to talk at length about why it's women who tend to obsess over the relationships between fictional characters. We already know that romance, novels, movies, whatever, are all marketed towards women for the same reason that people like shipping wish fulfillment. And like, if a man enjoys the romance genre, we're, we're just gonna be like, little gay, because, you know, having feelings is fucking gay, apparently. So even if an author consciously knows that both of the characters they're writing about are the same gender, authors can default to hetero relationship dynamics. And yes, there are gay lesbian relationships with similar dynamics to straight ones, but that shouldn't be your default. Dynamics vary from relationship to relationship. There's no one-size-fits-all generic structure, no matter what sexualities, what genders are involved. Straight people, if they write a same gender relationship and one of the characters is trans, they'll write the trans character as whatever they were born as, so say that the pairing is a cisgender male and a transgender male. You can bet you goddamn ass the trans guy is going to be treated like the woman of the relationship. Trans men are often used for M preg, which pretty much solidifies their role as the female, quote unquote, one of the relationship. Believe me, we're going to get back to the topic of M preg. 
Fudinari porn and Omegaverse fic, and we're gonna talk about that too later. Uh, that's also super guilty of something similar, basically. Oh, if we put a dick on a woman, then suddenly she's a dominatrix. Other crimes of straight female fanfiction authors. Don't treat gays like actual humans, just commodities for you to flick your bean to. Gay fanfiction is written for and by straight women. They don't care what's accurate, such as needing lube for anal sex, because your ass don't self-lubricate like a vagina does. They don't care what's healthy, they just care about what's sexy to them. Let's define fetishization. It isn't necessarily about literally having a fetish. Fetishizing something means that you obsess over it. For example, society fetishizes wealth. It doesn't mean that we want to fuck money or fuck rich people, even though I know we all want that sugar daddy or sugar mama. If you want to use the gender neutral term, that's a glucose guardian if you will. It means that we're just obsessed with wealth. What goes on with gay men and fanfiction is a lot like lesbians and porn in a broader sense. We don't exist just so straight people can write about film and ultimately just get off to us having sex. What a gay couple does in bed has nothing to do with a woman and her pleasure. What a lesbian couple does in bed has nothing to do with a man and his pleasure. Jack fucking shit. It's intrusive and it gives people the wrong idea about us. If we're trying to work towards equality and get people to understand us, stereotyping queer relationships is all the nasty and abusive things that straight relationships usually are. Let's be real. That's just going to hurt our efforts. If you write, read, watch, or otherwise consume or create yaoi, that doesn't make you a gay rights activist. You're even supportive of the gay community at all. Like, now you've got this idea in your head about how gay relationships should look, and you're just reinforcing a stereotype. Also, disturbingly common and fic are fucked up relationships with tons of abuse in them and rape, too. Rape is disturbingly common and fic. And what you're reinforcing when you write something like that is that we all love raping each other and I can't believe I'm fucking saying this but that doesn't necessarily mean stop writing rape porn because rape porn is going to be a thing no matter what I say or anyone else says if you pin the reason for the rape on the perversions of the gays whether that's a notion you're implying consciously or not that's hurting us first of all if a guy gets raped by another guy that doesn't mean he's gay hell it doesn't even mean that the rapist is gay because rape is about power not sex a real life rape is inexcusable no questions asked a depiction of fictional rape is still highly questionable and that iffiness lies in the ideas that you're espousing or what you're simply reflecting without knowing it. So maybe it sounds like I'm being like, a gay rape is bad because it makes us look bad and you're thinking someone got raped and that's what bothers you. No, I'm talking about fictional rape. No people are actually being physically or sexually harmed or coerced. Writing is all about ideas. Now yeah, being gay means you're oppressed in some way or another. And we've talked about that and how misportraying relationships harms us, but being a woman, even a straight woman, that also means you're oppressed and that feeds the obsession with males and male relationships and male sexuality. I have to admit that I overlooked this angle at first because I'm approaching this episode more as a queer person than as a woman, even though sexism kind of underlies so many other types of discrimination, namely homophobia. Now, you could blame misogyny for a lot of what's going on here. Yes, there's stuff from the outside, like the simple gender imbalance in media and a fundamental lack of understanding of gay and lesbian relationships. But what about internalized misogyny? Are we devaluing women as people not worth writing about? After all, we've been taught our whole life that women are second class and I don't mean someone just yelled at us women suck every day it can be a whole hell of a lot more subtle than that but the point is that it's ingrained so deeply in our society that we don't even notice it a lot of the time here's a quote from a thread on our gender critical on subject men fetishize lesbians for power 
women fetishize gays to cope with a lack of power. And here's another quote from that same thread. There's no real existential threat to gay males from straight females. The motivations behind female fetishization of gay male sex and romance is still misogyny, but I do think that there should be some space in this sub to carefully talk about the maladaptive ways that women cope with living under patriarchy, and idealizing male sex is definitely one of them. So it's gross and creepy, and it's perpetuating stereotypes and negative ideas about queer people, but ultimately when they do this, women are harming and devaluing themselves more than anyone else. A straight woman might spend hours trying to pinpoint every moment of sexual tension between her OTP, and she might send celebrities pornographic art or fanfiction of them. She might even yell at them to kiss each other if she happens to go and see them when they're in public or something. All those things are wildly inappropriate and invasive and obsessive, but on whole, there is no threat. A straight woman might express homophobia towards a gay dude, or a gay guy's mom might kick him out of the house if he's like, yo, I like dick. But men on whole don't fear violence from women. Don't get me wrong, women can do some real fucked up shit too, but I'm talking on whole. Men aren't afraid of women just because they're women. Like, unless a woman's threatening his masculinity, uh, it's not the same type of fear I'm about to talk about. Women, on the other hand, have to be terrified of strange men just to survive. All women, not just straight women, not just lesbians, all of them. Oh, you turn me down? I think I'll follow you home and rape you. It's very real. At my college, and I'm sure tons of other colleges too, it's not uncommon for women to carry pepper spray on their key rings. If I saw a man with pepper spray, I'd assume that he was going to start some shit. Well, when I see women with it, I assume that they're buying it for self-defense. I carry pepper spray too. I hope I never need it, but it definitely makes me feel safer. So you can definitely argue that gay men don't even have much of a place being upset about this because since when have women on whole pose a threat to any man? Yeah, we fangirls are just showcasing how much they hate themselves because of how society treats women. They're the real victims. You can take that angle. There's some parallels I could point out here to the Clark Doll study that was used as evidence in the Brown v. Board Education Supreme Court case in 1954. Whoa, you didn't expect me to go all history lesson on you, but yeah, we go on that way. This experiment was designed to test racial bias in children. Basically, they had two different dolls identical except one was black and one was white and they asked the kids to pick which one they liked better. Unsurprisingly the white kids tended to pick the white dolls but so did the black kids because from birth society was telling them hey you're inferior so women writing about gay men they've been told since birth hey you're inferior so instead of choosing to write about other women they're like I think I'd like to write about men because society told me that they're better than me. They're probably thinking that subconsciously but still I just find internalized misogyny really sad. I've read a lot of fucked up fan fiction for this show but there are only two selections that I found truly like haunt my dreams make me lose all faith in humanity levels of disturbing and one of them forgive me for just dropping this on you is about small children getting raped by animals and the other one it's written by a woman with a lot of internalized misogyny a case i'll talk about towards the end of the episode they're both really upsetting fix but in vastly different ways a misogynistic woman it's just really oppressing you think about like someone told them that they're not important because they happen to be born with vaginas and they believed it and now they're suffering because they don't think they're worth it same goes for anyone else who's been conditioned to hate themselves for something they can't control it's just so shitty well pedophiles can go fuck themselves themselves but like pretty much everything else like it's just whether it's racism homophobia sexism it's just really depressing when people are trained to hate and devalue themselves so you could say that women ultimately fetishize gay relationships because of sexism in one form or another they treat gay guys like women and in the process fundamentally devalue themselves more than they do queer people and it goes deeper than writing a nasty rape porno or some shit because the time has come to talk about mpreg and mpreg is exactly what it sounds like male pregnancy 
this is just diving deeper down into applying characteristics of a straight relationship to a gay one. A lot of people hate Empreg, and the main reason cited is that it's biologically and physically impossible. Lazy writers won't explain the mechanics, but a higher quality fic, will I use the word good to describe Empreg, will try to give some sort of explanation as to how it happened and how it works. But myself included, many people just have this visceral reaction of revulsion when it comes to Empreg, and I think there's a conflicting muddle of conscious and subconscious beliefs that go into this. We're going to talk about that as I go through this next section. There are a lot of reasons why people write Empreg. One of them is for domesticity. When you write a slow burn fanfiction, where are you going to go after they finally had sex? The natural progression might be to have a child. Like with shipping, writers may also be able to live vicariously through the fictional families they've built. Gender roles are more heavily adhered to. If dynamic involving Empreg reflects a heterosexual one, you have a character who's very clearly the woman of the relationship. The often female writer does not know how a gay or even just same-sex relationship works, and that the end goal of any relationship isn't just to have babies, and they just write some hetero shit disguised as gay because even though there's an abundance of het shit on TV, none of the women have personalities or identities independent of a man. Not great shipping fodder. However, another way to look at it is that it challenges conceptions of masculinity. Most impreg fix just pigeonhole the pregnant guy into a female role and feminine is bad, right? But you can also use it as a way to say men can still be nurturing and masculine at the same time. It's not mutually exclusive and it shouldn't be insulting to be compared to a woman anyways, which I hadn't really thought of. Uh, it was a really interesting take on the topic and we'll get back to this at the end of the section. And similarly, there's a hetero impreg where a woman gets guy pregnant and that opens up a whole new dynamic that I'm not even going to explore right now because it's a lot to think about. And there are men who enjoy Empreg because the logic here is that women have this amazing capability to nurture new life that men don't and can't have. And some men are enticed by that concept. It would be pretty cool to see a fic where an author uses Empreg as a tool to spur character development in a sexist man. He understands the struggles of women and his own masculinity better in the end. And speaking of that, people use Empreg as a creative avenue. There's a lot of drama you can pull with this if you decide to fully explore it. If it's written well and with self-awareness, God damn it, you can really just fuck with gender roles so hard. And just drama, man. The pregnancy is fucking dramatic. Just two episodes ago, I found the shorter fic where the plotline revolved around the main character being pregnant, and I was like, holy shit, this is the juiciest drama ever. I don't even like high school or modern AUs, but like, damn, that was just, there was so much drama in that having to be a pregnant guy. That would just add another dimension to the drama. And world building is also a big part of it. It's just a freak incident, or can men just get pregnant in this universe? And how are they treated and viewed by society? An argument people raise in defense of Emprig is how is it really different from a body swap AU or something else impossible like vampires or werewolves? It's fiction, you can do whatever you want, but most people don't have visceral reactions of disgust to fucking interspecies sex between a vampire and a human. So why do we recoil in horror at Emprig? Of course, some people just have a straight up fetish for this. So far, we've really just talked about gay men, but oh boy, trans guys have it rough in fan fiction. A lot of people don't bother explaining how it happens, but among common explanations as to how it works is just, oh, it's a trans guy, he has a vagina, he can do this. So we already have women being used just as sex objects and vessels for childbirth, but okay, let's do it to this whole entire other population too. Besides what you're saying is like, hey, trans guy, you're the woman of the relationship, which is awfully rude, I think. 
The male equivalent of Fuda seems to be cunt boys, or some variation of that term. A Fuda is just a woman with a dick slapped on, same way a cunt boy is a man with a pussy and probably uterus and all that stuff. They aren't trans characters, they're just people's fetishes. Some people will be like, no, he's, he's a cunt boy, he isn't trans. I am scared of trans people because I hate what I don't understand. Before researching this episode, I was in the same place about Empire. I hated it because I didn't understand it. A lot of the ways in which people write it are still disgusting and fetishistic, but I'm beginning to get the appeal of it if it's done well. So maybe I hated Empire for the same reason, but in two different ways. It fetishizes gay men and assimilates them into roles with which straight people are familiar. Straight people write like that because they don't understand how gay relationships are different and they assume that feminine is degrading and submissive. And maybe myself and many others have a powerful reaction to discuss to it because we find the doctrine of feminine equals degrading to be offensive but we still hold on to that same belief on a more subconscious level too. A man being brought down to the level and function of a woman? How revolting. I personally don't like any of my slow burn to have pregnancy in it at all. Whether that's regular pregnancy or mpreg, I've just had some bad experiences with that, which I'll get back to because I'm incapable of going more than like two episodes at a time without mentioning my What Were You Thinking series, but there is a difference between poorly written mpreg, lazy, fetishistic, heteronormative, and believe it or not, well-written mpreg which is creative, explorative, and dramatic. And that brings us to a subgenre of Empreg, Omegaverse. What's Omegaverse? It's a popular type of AU, alternate universe, in which the population consists of alphas, basically just dominant, betas, regular people. No one cares about betas, to be honest, and omegas, submissive people. And there are a lot of variations on it, and world building is an important aspect, but generally what you need to know is that it gives people wolf-like breeding characteristics. It originated in the supernatural fandom, which I don't know much about, nor do I intend to look into. Oh, remember Super Hulocks, man? Oh boy, I do. Ugh. Regardless of sex or gender, anyone can belong to any of these categories, alpha, beta, omega. In fact, categorizations generally rely on someone's personality. For instance, if you're real pushy and domineering, then you're going to be an alpha, I bet you. Nodding is also a common part of the smut scenes. This is when a dick swells up so that you can't pull it out of whatever orifice you're fucking until you're done with sex. Obviously, humans don't do that, but other species like dogs do, and the purpose of nodding is that it gives the alpha even more power. Omegas are bottoms. They go through heat periods like wild animals where they just need dick and they can get pregnant and often do in these fix, again, regardless of sex. Basically, this reflects gender roles stronger than those present in just regular empiric. There's an explicit power dynamic, men, alphas, women, omegas. If our society was as extreme as this and in some places in the world still is, it would be pretty fucking terrible. With such a focus on breeding, it's like, ah, yes, the entirety of this very large population is just being treated and used as nothing more than breeding stock and they have little purpose outside of that. If you have an alpha woman, you give her a cock that makes her powerful. If a man is weak, alright, he usually keeps his penis, but he obtains other aspects of female biology, namely the ability to get pregnant. Rape and rape culture are hugely reflected in Omegaverse and it's sad to know that these are mostly women writing stories, breeding cycles, and going into heat at inopportune times. That's just how it be sometimes in these universes. Regardless of whether an omega wants it or not, it's a deep biological need for them. And often an alpha just has to step in and fuck them. Little rapey. And a lot of the time, just, it's just, 
explicit rape. Alphas have to take care of Omegas in heat in one way or another, whether that means they lock them in a room until the urge passes, or they fuck them, or if they're strangers on the street and Alpha just can't help itself, well, Omega was just asking for it because their sexuality is out of control and really their only defining characteristic. Uh, it just seems like an excuse for rape fic because Omegas can't really give consent in the heat. They're in an impaired state of consciousness, and all the time any old dick will work, and they'll just fuck whoever will fuck them. Like, think about someone who's drunk and you're sober. They're saying they want to fuck you, but since they have little control over themselves, if you agree, you're taking advantage of them. That could easily be considered rape. Uh, and often a rapist and a victim become lovers in these universes because you're nasty. Furthermore, Omegas can be pressured into keeping their babies when they don't want them, even if it's rape we're talking about. Similar ideas are espoused in the broader genre of Mpreg sometimes, too. It just gets even more backwards when you put that in there. So, why are women into Omegaverse fic, which is kind of like fetishistic Mpreg on steroids? Do the people who write this just have the old-fashioned fantasy of being dominated by a man and just being used for sex and procreation? Because somehow this entire genre, except for a small percentage of Omegaverse fics that are actually subverting its tropes it manages to be very anti-feminist and anti-progressive but not in a way that most media that features an all-male or mostly male cast does do they not realize that what they're writing because it's disguised as a gay narrative are they projecting traditionalist fantasies onto gay men and portraying these relationships as having the same set of problems that het relationships have they're doing to gay men what straight men have been doing to women all along and that demonstrates how a large subset of the female population still doesn't know its own value and that they can be their own people and the focus on men and male relationships men doing things that just strengthens this notion or is Omegaverse and Mpreg and all this just some sort of bizarre revenge? Are straight women saying, hey, uh, this is what it's like, fellas. This is what you put us through. So uh, what if it happened to you? How do you like that? I'd like to wrap up this episode on a case study. Let me tell you the very sad story of a woman who goes by the pen name of Adam of the Moon. This is an author I've talked about a lot on the show because I could honestly just write essays about her fic all day long. One fic in particular I did a three and a half hour review on. Uh, no one should ever listen to that set of episodes unless they want to go insane, but I'm disgustingly familiar with everything that happens in that, so it makes a good example. It isn't about a gay ship, in fact it's about a straight one, but that means that it gets across the point I've made in an even more direct way about how straight people see relationships on whole. Because when straight people fetishize gay people, one of the unintended side effects, if you will, is that they write them like a straight couple because they don't understand how a same-gender relationship is different. Now, Annam here likes to write about a specific pairing that's just inherently fucked up, and the way she portrays it makes it only- it just makes it even more fucked up. That's because she doesn't know how fucked up it is, which absolutely blows my mind. Now, I'm gonna focus in on a specific fic of hers because it's the one I took really detailed notes on as I read it, even though she does have others. And the thing here is that there are definitely more fics like this. Now, not only about straight relationships, but absolutely with gay pairings and absolutely with Mpreg. Essentially run down all the freaking terrible shit that happens in this fic. It's that this uh, woman, let's call her um, Katana, gets kidnapped and forced into a marriage with this this man, let's uh, call him Ozzy, who threatens to kill her whole family and village if she won't cooperate. Romance is in the air, guys. Uh, you know, not to slander the good name of Ozzy Osbourne or anything, but uh, it, it works as a name. On her wedding night, he raped her, and it isn't even ambiguous or anything. It's indisputably rape, and then this just becomes an unironic, completely unself-aware story about a woman falling in love with her rapist. Continues to sexually assault her, 
treat her like an object in a possession. There are literally parts where they want to kill each other. It's the most heterosexual thing I've ever read in my life. I'm not saying that all straight people are like that. I'm just saying that it's mostly straight people who are like that. Attitudes like this are just so ingrained in our society that we think of them as romantic. Abuse is normalized and romanticized. Eventually, Ozzy uh, gets her to somehow agree to have children with him, which she does voluntarily because straight people are fucking insane. And that's how toxic attitudes like this get passed on to the next generation. If people don't learn them from their parents, like these damn kids are going to do here, they'll learn them from the media. What's more, we already know what a freaking terrible parent Ozzy is. Alright, let's be real. You already know who I'm talking about. As long as this isn't like your first episode of the Barslow, I'm talking about Fire Lord Ozai from Avatar, who, need I remind you, or if you are unfamiliar, burned off his 12-year-old son's face, leaving him with a huge-ass scar for the rest of his life, just to cite the most obvious example of what a piece of shit this guy is. This happened canonically in the show. Canonically. And in this fic, he needs to have more children, literally because he fucked up the last two so badly that neither are fit to inherit the throne from him. But people are still somehow romanticizing him. People like him, relationships like this, without a shred of irony or self-awareness, and it's just absolutely mind-fucking to me. This fanfiction is just so fascinating as a case study of marriage, gender roles, and straight culture. And Adam of the Moon isn't a bad person for writing it. Neither are all the women like her, even the ones who obsess over queer relationships and not straight ones. They're victims. Because of the deeply embedded misogyny in our culture, Women are underrepresented in the media, and the largely female population of fanfiction writers devalue themselves as human beings. That means that they not only have mostly men to write about, but that they prefer to write about men. And when they write about gay pairings, they apply the inherently sexist traditionalist dynamics of a heterosexual relationship to a relationship that does not contain those gender-based dynamics, fundamentally misunderstanding how gay and lesbian relationships differ from straight ones. Ultimately, misogyny is responsible for the fetishization of queer identities in fanfiction. That is my thesis statement right fucking there to make it real obvious for you. What I just said applies more to long form fan fictions than to pure smut, but with porn, yeah, it's just the sexual aspects. The relationship is secondary, may be portrayed in any number of ways from a loving and trusting one to just rape porn. Now I've outlined in my disclaimer that I've recorded for this show, and I mentioned probably a bunch of times before and after that, that self-awareness is an insanely underrated characteristic that people need to have. Fuck being nice, fuck being smart, that doesn't count for shit if you're not self-aware. And my policy is that it's okay to write fucked up shit, as long as you know that it's fucked up and you show that you're self-aware. And what I aim to do with this episode is to increase the self-awareness of fanfic writers and readers. So you can do whatever you want in fiction, and plenty of people use that as a wall to hide behind. So but what if I'm writing kitty porn? It isn't real. No, your writing and, and your attitude towards it reflects something about society, reflects something about your community and the people you associate with, it reflects your beliefs, what you want, your intelligence, and your self-awareness. To truly condemn hypocrisy is to be self-aware. Self-awareness is knowing that something you like perpetuates harmful attitudes or it's gonna piss someone off and then coming out and saying that you do know better than that. And what I'm asking for is not for your fan fiction to make a big statement about the hardships that women and queers have suffered. I'm not asking you to never write anything that could be considered offensive or controversial or even fucked up whether you're doing it as porn or as a story with a plot because a lot of great literature is about really fucked up stuff. We need an avenue to explore the darker parts of human existence. As for porn, people are turned on by some fucked up shit.
that's not something you can choose. You shouldn't necessarily be ashamed of your kink. Unless you're a pedophile and fuck you. Like, get help or kill yourself. And if gay people are your fetish, if you think two dudes boning is super hot and you're a straight woman, or if you like Fuda or Comp Boys or whatever the fuck else, what I'm asking isn't for you to stop producing and consuming porn of that. All I'm asking is that you're aware. Aware of how fiction and reality differ, how gay people, straight people aren't the same, how men and women aren't the same. We're different, but we're equal. Aware that by producing porn, various queer identities, that doesn't make you supportive of that community. And if anything, it's offensive. And you shouldn't fucking go around and be like, but I can't be homophobic. I love Yowie. Inequality is reflected in fan fiction and shipping and just life all the time. All I'm asking is that you're aware of how what you make and consume are reflections and products of society. We're not each other's playthings. Fiction is fiction and you can do what you want as long as you realize how it transfers over into real life. And like, just be nice, man. Yeah, I know. Coming from me of all people. Don't walk around ignorant and inconsiderate of others. I know I say a lot of shit on this show. I talk shit on someone's writing in almost every single episode, but I don't hate any of you as people unless you're like a pedophile or a homophobic bigot. There have been a handful of exceptions, but what I'm saying here is always strive to be more understanding, to learn more about yourself and the world and the people around you. Do your research and think things through instead of deciding straight away that you hate something or deciding straight away that this is my opinion and it can't change. All I'm asking is for you to be aware. That's my call to action, if you couldn't tell. I know I'm not all the way there myself, and I never will be. Because no one ever will be. I'm fucking 19, I don't know shit. Whether or not you listen to me is a choice I can't make. And while I'm being all preachy and shit, have safe sex and wear a condom and don't rape people. And if someone says I don't want to talk about it, then don't pressure them to talk about it. And if you're writing porn, just say cock, not manhood, or engorged member, or any of those other stupid euphemisms. Okay. That's really all I have to say today. We're going to continue with our special episode series before I go on my hiatus. And I have plenty of fun content lined up for the next few weeks. None of it's going to be this serious because, frankly, this episode was exhausting. I felt like I was writing an essay sometimes, except I was allowed to curse and use first-person pronouns. But I think this is a worthwhile topic, and even though it seems pretty niche, we can use it to learn a lot about each other and our society. This episode's also available in written form on my archive of our own, Wenji Gestalticus, no space in between, and Wattpad. So if you want to read it instead of listening to me in my shitty voice with my slurred words, it's a lot more comprehensible and easily navigable as an essay. So that's available if you'd like to read it. And in light of this being a fucking essay, here are some sources that I use and I would like to thank, even though they're not academic at all. The Sweet Science of Shipping from Fandom.com, Women Who Fetishize Gay Men from R Gender Critical on Reddit, In Defense of Mpreg by Paradox of a Masked Man on DeviantArt and the commenters too, they were also super helpful. Friends, Let's Talk About Omegaverse by Sugared Whimsy, I think that was also on DeviantArt, and Problematic, Omegaverse and Why It's Basically Rape Culture by Evan Sante, I don't know, E-V-A-N-A-I-S-S-A-N-T-E on Wattpad. The Bars Low is on Instagram. You can find us at The Bars Low with an underscore in between each word. Follow us. You'll know what's coming up next. If you want to drop a rating or review on iTunes, that'd be real cool. I'm not going to beg you for five stars. Give me however many damn stars you think I deserve. As always, I'm your pal Wenchikis Thoughticus. This is The Bars Low. Thank you for joining me and that's all for today.